And a good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's COSIDA Capital One Continuing Education Teachable Tuesday webinar. I'm Nick Guerrero, and we are happy to join you today under uh, some difficult and uh, uncharted times for our uh, virtual COSIDA Town Hall as we begin our new listening and leading webinar series for our members. Uh, before we begin, we'd like to say a quick thank you to our corporate partners, Capital One, uh, presenting sponsor of our continuing education series. As a reminder, the webinar will be posted today on COSIDA.com and in COSIDA Connect, our membership's online community. Uh, we also will have this podcast and you'll be able to download it uh, for your uh, service listings on COSIDA.com. We'll place these, this webinar as well um, in our YouTube channel. Uh, please make sure to ask questions as we want to hear from you and what's on your mind. This is, uh, yes, it's a town hall, but this is all about uh, what everybody, uh, you know, has questions for and wants to know. Uh, we'll save some time in between our, our topics to go over that. Um, so let's talk about how we're going to do this with us today is Herb Vincent. He is the president of COSIDA for uh, the 2019-20 season. And Doug Vance is the COSIDA executive director gentlemen thank you for taking some time uh to be with us uh, we'd really rather be you know in, in march madness mode and talking about spring sports but um you know uh it's just a time where i think as a as an organization we just need to meet and uh, just kind of give a little bit of a, a state of the union thank so, you uh, Herb, we'll let you start first. Um, talk a little bit about the state of the organization and you know what we're facing right now. Okay, you know these are <clears throat> these are truly extraordinary times. Extraordinary times that we're going through right now. Uh, I think I looked at my clock and it was two weeks ago. Right now, I was driving to Nashville for our SEC men's basketball tournament in Nashville. Uh, looking forward to a weekend of great basketball. Um, I also oversee baseball in the league, and that was going to be the opening weekend of SEC baseball. And looking forward to March Madness. I think all of us are in this situation that, um, you know, 14 days later, the entire sports world is turned upside down, and really America sh basically shut down. And I think all of us can think back to two weeks ago and where we were then, and uh, and where we are now. And so, um, you know, we just didn't think we'd be here. And and, and we. We're a group of people who are crisis communicators, among the many other things that we do. We're always forecasting out worst case scenarios, but I don't think anybody could have ever forecast this scenario uh, when we when we woke up two weeks ago and we're all heading to probably our basketball tournaments. Um, as I prepared for this town hall today, I, I really want to say something profound. You know, it's a big it's it's a big group that we have with us. It's uh, amazing times that we're going through, but I looked up the definition of profound and it says a person or statement having or showing great knowledge or insight. I don't have that. I don't know anything more than you or anyone on this call does about uh, why we're in this situation, where we're going, what happens next. But what we hope to do with this town hall forum today was to create some discussion and conversation and create some questions and let us know how we as an organization can help the membership uh, during these very difficult and trying times. You know, from the very beginning, my real concern for this uh, group of people, our membership, is that um, we're all people who go not even nothing, especially you on campuses. I'm at a conference office, but you on campuses, your, your crossover of seasons, uh, you're busy, you're working more hours than you should, uh, you're traveling to tournaments, 
uh, you're probably not eating well, you're probably not sleeping real well, but you're getting through it, and all of a sudden it comes to a dead stop. Well, that's not healthy, you know, physically or mentally. And so how do we how do we navigate all that? If you're like me, now you've found that your workload has really pivoted. I find myself on more conference calls than I've ever been on before. And it's just a different type of work. And so we need to be cognizant of the fact that our lives have changed. It's not easy for any of us and be mindful of our health. I have three observations and two pieces of advice, if you'll indulge me, before we really dive into all this. Number one is we need to take advantage of our talents. And right now, more than any, we need to communicate, communicate, communicate. Offer your talents to your campus or to your organization because we need to communicate more than ever before. That's what we do well, right? We, we communicate. And uh, we just need to step it up even a uh, bigger notch. Kirk Sampson from Auburn uh, relayed to me last week when I was talking to him that he feels more connected with the people in his office now than when he was going to work every day. It's because he's been so purposeful about trying to stay in touch, about communicating, about planning. And so we just need to take what we do and, and step it up a notch. Number two, these are very trying times, as we've talked about. And so there's a lot of adaptation and change that we're going through right now. It changes by the moment. If you're like me, I'm looking at Twitter constantly. I'm looking at CNN to see what the latest news is. And it's changing constantly. But I do know this, that our group has to be the most resilient people in college sports. We have to adapt to our coaches and our bosses, time changes, <laughs> demands and requests. We have to adapt to the media, their questions, their deadlines. We're a resilient group of people who populate Casida, and we can get through this, and uh, it can get better. So we need to use our use our talents in, in those ways. And number three, and maybe most important, is our commissioner Greg Sankey uh, likes to often say, "It's okay to say I don't know," and that's really hard for us in, in our profession because because we're supposed to know things, right? Uh, people ask us questions, and if we don't know, we got to find it out. So it's hard for us to say, I don't know. But right now, we have to be able to say, I don't know. You know, I don't know if we're going to have our football media days this summer. I don't know if football practice is going to start on time. I don't even know how we're going to name our all SEC gymnastics team that just finished its season but didn't get to have its conference championship. And that's how we figure out our all SEC team is based on our conference championship. I don't know those things. But you know what? With a little patience, we're going to find out. And we're, we're all in the same boat. So be ready to be honest and say, I don't know. And, and then we'll find out. Uh, now, before I turn it over to Doug, just two things, uh, pieces of advice, one professional, one personal. One is keep the student athletes in your focus. Uh, just because they're not playing right now doesn't mean they don't have stories to tell. And, and we all do that better than anyone is, is tell those stories. Continue to be their, their advocate. They, they need you probably more than ever. So stay connected with them if you can. And, and, and if you can find a way to continue to tell their stories. And number two, personally, take care of yourself and uh, take care of your families. Listen to medical professionals. Us more than anybody knows that Twitter is full of nonsense and, and rumors. And listen to, listen to the professionals. And don't let yourself be isolated. Uh, connect with your friends, with your colleagues, uh, connect with old 
friends that you haven't talked to for a long time, text them and find them out how they're doing because we're all in the same boat. We all have this commonality right now. So don't let isolation affect your life. That's all I really have right now. I'm gonna let Doug come in and uh, weigh in on a few things and hopefully we can maybe answer some questions or maybe say, I don't know a whole lot. Doug? Thanks, Herb, and uh, thanks for that really meaningful wisdom for us all. Uh, someone once said, we can't change the cards we've been dealt. We, it's just how we play the hand. And I think it's an accurate thing to say right now as it relates to our profession. We've all been dealt essentially the, the same hand on issues, concerns, and our challenges are very similar. And I say that to somewhat underscore uh, the theme of what Herb was talking about. We're all in this together. Take heart in the fact that you're not alone. If you don't gain anything else from today's presentation, hopefully you'll benefit a little bit uh, at a minimum just from the simple opportunity to have a dose of outside interaction with others, it, it, even if it's simply something coming uh, as a product from your computer screen. As Herb noted, these are extraordinary times, and I hope you're learning to cope under the weight of the many factors that are changing how we live and how we work. That's the reason we scheduled the listening and leading webinar series, which we're gonna talk about a little more specifically later on. We wanna update you on what COSIDA is doing, what we've planned in our response to a, a very much of a changing world. Keep in mind, we don't have the, the operator's manual uh, on how to do this. Uh, it's, it, it's a crisis and uh, fundamentally, our staff is functioning uh, much the same as yours. We're just trying to figure this out as we go. And we're also trying to maintain to a certain degree a level of normal operations. Someone told me once that unique challenges can offer new opportunities and that's what we're searching for and I encourage you to do the same. Our objective is to be a resource of helpful education and information and we're still identifying the ways that we can support you in the days ahead. We'll talk today about the status of the convention, the Academic All-America program, our professional development approach, the concept of virtual networking with others, and all the schedule activities that we have uh, left in the year. I'm going to start briefly by introducing a discussion about the 2020 COSIDA convention. We're 75 days away from it. And yes, it is still on the calendar. Uh, many people from different facets of our membership have put a lot of hard work into planning the convention. So it's important that we keep it on the schedule until conditions uh, force us to do otherwise. Before the coronavirus struck, our registration numbers were running well ahead of last year at this same time. We have a lot of excitement about it. And we hope we can continue it. Right now, I'm going to invite Will Rolson, our Associate Executive Director and Convention Manager, to discuss specifically where we stand on a variety of convention-related topics. Will? Thank you, Doug, and a good afternoon to everyone uh, out there. Uh, Casado staff have the privilege of working from home on a regular basis, so uh, we kind of know what you're going through and don't hesitate to reach out to us if you have any questions about how to do uh, just that. Uh, regarding the convention, as Doug mentioned, it's, it's business as usual, at least for the COSIDA staff and the programming committee. Uh, we're planning as if we're going to have it. Again, if things change, we will certainly uh, alert you to that. 
But please know that registration continues to be open and the early bird rate is available through uh, April 7th. If you need to cancel, uh, you will be uh, refunded uh, your registration fee less than $50, which is per COSIDA policy as it has been in recent years. Uh, in the event the convention were to be fully canceled, you would be refunded uh, in full, including that $50 for any of those who had previously canceled. Uh, now we are in regular contact, as you would imagine, with our partners at NAFTA, uh, with the Mandalay Bay Resort, and with our board of directors regarding the convention status. Uh, certainly any uh, decision that NAFTA may make uh, down the road uh, would impact Casita's plans to hold the convention as well. Moving on to con uh, convention hotel reservations, uh, the two-night deposit uh, remains in place if you are booked at Mandalay Bay. Uh, that is, of course, unless you were to find a replacement uh, to take your booked room. Uh, we recommend waiting to cancel if possible. If you do need to cancel, we understand uh, school and conference travel bans and other recommendations may preclude you uh, from attending, even if we do have the convention. Uh, but we recommend uh, waiting to cancel uh, just in case the entire convention is canceled later this spring. Uh, we also recommend waiting to make any flight arrangements if you haven't uh, booked your airfare already. On a related note, some of you may have received an email within the past week about uh, your room reservation being inadvertently uh, canceled. We have worked with the NACTA and the hotel to rectify this, and if not already, you should receive another message as early as today uh, with your new confirmation number. Uh, if certainly, if you have any questions about the uh, convention or anything convention-related, don't hesitate to reach out to myself or any uh, COSIDA staff member, and we'll do our best to answer your uh, your question or, or give you a uh, the response that we don't know yet, but we'll certainly look to get an answer for you in the very near future. Nick? All right, thank you, Will, for that. So, as we said, if you have questions, please submit them. Um, we're going to go through them. I'll ask them on behalf of our audience. And uh, first question has come in, and it's, uh, when do you anticipate making a decision about the convention, and are you factoring any travel costs for any of the attendees that you know, might be looking at some cancellation periods? Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Um, right now, we really don't know. We're, uh, we're much like NACTA. NACTA has not made any decisions on their timetable. We've been in touch with them. Uh, they're monitoring the situation, and uh, obviously it's gonna reach a point uh, in the in the near future when we have to make a decision but but we're not in a position yet to pinpoint an exact time oh so the next question comes in is uh what's the last day that we can cancel before those cancellation fees come through you know, right now um May 29th is the date that you would get back all but the $50. That is consistent with previous years, which is about a week and a half or so out from the start uh, of the convention. Certainly, if the decision were made to cancel the convention on our part or if the hotel decided uh, that it could not uh, support the convention for whatever reason, you know, we would certainly hope to have made that decision well in advance of that date. So, other questions. So, another thought would be that, say, We've passed that date, and you know, would Cosida think of maybe waiving that fee if the decision hasn't been made by that point? That has been in, in discussion. So uh, certainly, I think many things are on the table. That decision has not been made, but um, it's under consideration. 
you know, obviously a lot of the folks that go to convention really talk about programming and, and what they're going to see. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, what the uh, convention committee has talked about, what, what, you know, what plans may change, what's still going to happen. And, you know, if you're someone who's kind of sitting on the fence, uh, you know, and you're looking for a specific web, uh, not a webinar, but, you know, it's uh, exhibitors. So how do you guys, how are you guys handling that? I'm going to ask uh, Mark Kowal from our staff uh, and Cindy Potter, who are uh, very much spearheading the convention planning to uh, talk briefly about that. Cindy, go ahead. Sorry, I'm trying to get my camera working here. Um, I would just say that um, right now, programming committee, especially Wendy Mayer and, and Barb Caldwell are, are working hard and moving forward, um, discussing all the possibilities and all the unknowns with, with all of our groups. Um, and, and Barb's been in really close contact with all of our you know, outside presenters and, and just working and, and communicating with everybody, trying to make sure that, um, you know, we've got open lines of communication and, and really just dealing with a lot of unknowns right now. I agree, and and uh, to to I just want to thank everyone on our committee um, in these really trying times, and and uh, who who have really continued to work hard. And again, there's a lot of unknowns as we mentioned, and um, we certainly appreciate everybody uh, tuning in today to listen to our webinar. Um, we are going to go on the business as usual. That is my phone. Sorry about that. Uh, business as usual um, with all of our convention planning. And um, we have been very thoughtful and we have thought about a lot of different options if we do not hold a physical convention. Um, but right now we are going to be planning for both um, for both situations. Number one, planning. And we understand that some people might say might have committed to serving on a panel. They might have uh, committed to coming to the convention as a committee member, and maybe their travel plans are unknown. We will work through all that. We will work through all that, but we want to put the best program forward. And even in this horrible time of uncertainty, we're still planning to move forward. And we just want to make sure that if we do, and if when we do go to Vegas, that we are buttoned up and we have the best programming available. So um, I would invite anyone to contact any of us if you have any questions on that. We do understand that maybe some folks who committed in February or January to serve and uh, be an educational lounge presenter, uh, to be on a panel or whatever, perhaps your, your time, your schedule might change. We're aware of that, but we want to plan to be as fully comprehensive as possible come June. Thank you. All right, Will, question coming into you. Uh talked about schools that are on travel freezes. And uh, obviously if their school is holding the freeze until May 31st, would COSIDA think of, you know, possibly keeping that early bird registration for those schools that are kind of on the fence? Yeah, again, uh, just a clarification, early bird currently goes through April 7th and what we call our advanced registration goes through uh, mid-May as it has in years past. Um, you know, either or both of those, you know, may be extended, um, and that's very possible. So we will work with people. We'll certainly monitor uh, what's going on. We currently encourage, you know, feedback as people find themselves in these situations. So we definitely want people to, uh, to come. And if uh, allowing a rate that would have otherwise expired will enable people to do that, uh, I think we certainly want to, to look at those uh, options once we get into April and certainly into May. 
Yeah, and Nick, I would encourage uh, everyone who is registered and has unique situations to communicate with us. Let us know what they are so we can understand and deal with them on a case-by-case -case basis. And one other thing I, I neglected to mention, Wendy Mayer just reminded me, um, the schedule, our schedule is available on our website. And um, if anyone needs to add, for, if anybody on the committee is, is on this call and you have other things to add, just keep sending that information to us. But it's a very robust schedule and uh, please check that out as well. Thank you. Now, the next topic, obviously, within convention and something that a lot of us really enjoy are the special awards and the luncheons. You know, what's the plan for that? Obviously, you guys have started rolling out some of the special award winners for this year. Um, you know, Doug, as you said, we're, we're we're still trying to figure that all out. But if you are someone who's going to receive an award, you know, what do you tell that person who may be flying in for that special day? Well, first of all, uh, everyone who is scheduled to uh, be honored at our convention uh, will be honored. Uh, we're still sorting through the issues of how to make that happen if our convention is canceled. And uh, I think the, the school of thought most of us uh, have discussed is moving our special awards uh, from this year uh, forward to 2021 and having two sets of special awards. We don't want to deny anyone uh, the opportunity to be honored in front of an audience, in front of their peers and, with their, and, and family members. Uh, so that's, that's foremost in our thinking. Right now, we haven't settled that question totally. But uh, uh, rest assured, we will still continue to make sure those people are honored appropriately. Barbie, you're on mute. I, I have that. If I might add for a second, um, these conversations, we've, we've held these conversations as a staff. We've held them with our board. And tomorrow, we have a very important f uh, call with our special awards committees. Uh, members and uh, we we have a lot to discuss and we're anxious to hear their ideas and their thoughts as we explore all these options as well. So obviously we talk about special awards, but there's another part of the award ceremony and that is the Academic All-America Hall of Fame class. And Doug and Lori, you guys want to talk a little bit about that? You know when it's going to be announced, how it's going to go, and and for some people here who may be sitting saying, well, who's going to be on the class this year? Um, thank you so good afternoon everybody um you know very similar to what barb just said about the special awards uh winners this year uh we have a great great hall of fame academic all america hall of fame class of 2020 and we will be announcing those uh those people in the next two weeks um we hope that we get to celebrate them in june in las vegas but uh similar to what's already been discussed um, we will recognize them if, if the convention ends up not happening. Um, you know, one of the options, as Barb said, was moving uh, to the next year and having two classes. Uh, again, nothing final or anything like that, but we're not going to miss an opportunity to, um, to recognize these, uh, these special people. Doug? Nick, that's, uh, Lori covered it very well, and uh, we'll go forward. So an interesting question has just come in, and it's, it's feel like it's what everyone's talking about right now. It's social distancing. Say we have convention, and one of the highlights, I think, for a lot of us is the ability to go to the expo hall. Has that been talked about? Has there, has there anything been said about limiting it, or have any of the vendors maybe said, well, we may come, we may not come? What, what have you heard about the, uh, the hall? 
Well, uh, that's one of the questions we'll deal with down the road. We have not uh, addressed those kind of questions as of yet. Um, certainly a, a thought that we'll consider, but uh, hopefully if we're able to stage this convention, we're able to stage it under somewhat normal conditions. We recognize that we may be in a situation where uh, social distancing is still in play and we will observe that appropriately. But uh, right now that's one of the questions that uh, is on our long list to address in the, in the uh, weeks ahead. We'll shift over to our second topic of the afternoon and that talks about our new listening and leading webinar and you know we've got three um three topics for everyone in the next couple of weeks um doug and barb you want to talk a little bit about that next week on, actually on thursday we're going to have uh, dr jared spencer come on to talk about mental health support yeah nick uh that is one of the new concepts that we're rolling out in, in the wake of the changes uh in our work life. It's a special webinar series called Listening uh, and Leading, and it's, it'll be specific to the times that we're dealing with. Uh, this, today's town hall is the uh, first of several webinars that we're developing. We have others on the schedule. I'm gonna let Barb uh, discuss uh, those plans and those specifics. Barb? Thank you, Doug. And, um... As, as you see on the screen right now, um, we are going to have another webinar this week in these unprecedented times. We thought uh, we're listening and we're hearing um, how people are struggling a little bit, a lot of confusion, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear um, in, in being isolated. So Dr. Jared Spencer, who I know a lot of you enjoyed last year as one of our uh, primary presenters at the convention, last year we talked about mental health and sleep and and um, a lot of topics that will mirror what he's going to talk about on Thursday. We really welcome you to join us for that session. Uh, Dr. Spencer really has a bead on our profession. Um, I know that there's interest from other people and that some of your colleagues might be interested in that webinar as well. And we invite them to come in and hear from Dr. Spencer and ask your questions as he talks about anxiety and the fear of the unknown. He's got some great, great uh, tips and advice to share with us. We're looking forward to having him uh, join us on Thursday. Um, please mark your calendars and join us. I think everyone will have some terrific takeaways uh, from that. Another thing that we've been hearing about is, uh, you know, how do you work from a home office? Um, and, and that's something that a lot of people, everyone is probably struggling with as we move to a remote uh, setting. Well, um, I can say that our COSIDA staff has always worked virtually. And so on Tuesday, um, we are going to be, I think Bo can flip that, uh, uh, graphic, if you if will, we're going to talk a little bit about the experience of working from home. Um, we think we do it successfully, uh, we, but we do think um, that we've, we can have some uh, really good guidance and offer some tips for our members. We've been in your shoes, in your positions, we've been working at home, and uh, we think we have a lot of, uh, uh, our situation mirrors a lot of yours as well. So we might have, we'll have other guests as well, but our staff will, will be the main coordinators of that um, webinar. And then again, we have other things coming down the line. We have some um, we have some folks lined up who are eager to present on content creation. Uh, we also um, have our NCAA uh, folks from media services, media statistics, and um, and uh, event coordination who are ready to talk a little bit about record keeping and the uniqueness of this year and having your seasons end and be suspended. So uh, they're willing to chat with us as well. So we're going to roll out all these. 
um, these this series of webinars, and we're also going to look ahead to what we already have scheduled in our regular uh, Capital One series. Um, we've got our, a salary survey uh, webinar scheduled for, for April. The NAIA SIDA uh, webinar series is going to continue. Um, I, I spoke to those folks on email, those planners of those sessions earlier today. So we are going to try to talk about subjects that are absolutely in front of us right now, very, very pertinent, very relevant, um, and maybe give you some ideas of how to be so resilient today. And we're also going to talk about other subjects that have been scheduled. If we need to move those times, move those webinars, we sure will. But right now, we're going to proceed, as you see, if you go to cosida.com. Thank you. Thank you, Barb. Uh, welcome back, um, Herb, as well, back into this part of the conversation. We're going to talk a little bit uh, about our COSIDA contests with some of the, up the upcoming COSIDA contests to talk about. We've got publications and digital design scholarship and, and the intern grant. Um, Doug and Herb and Barb want to jump back in and talk a little bit about that because obviously, you know, business is it's still going to be usual for, for us. You see there on the screen the deadlines. We have our spring deadlines for the publication and digital design as well as our scholarship. Yeah, Nick, before we launch into that, though, I, I would like to uh, bring Laurie on to talk about uh, a new uh, kind of social networking uh, approach that we we just uh, launched uh, this week. Laurie, uh, you, want to talk, you want to talk a little bit about uh, the coffee shop? Yeah, and please, uh, Bo White, if you're around, please put your face up on the screen because um, this really was one idea of listening to our members and starting something like this, a small group kind of listening session at our convention. And Bo, as he does with a lot of our ideas, kicked it up a notch. And his wife came home uh, last week after, I don't know, one day in quarantine or whatever and said, uh, I need a virtual happy hour. And so, um, Bo said, why don't we start these early? Why don't we do these now? And so we got, uh, we sort of threw together the idea of a, of a coffee shop where we, we kind of look at over, over the lunch hour and we have people uh, sign up and literally uh, it's an agenda-less um, call. It's so that our members can connect, can talk to each other, can ask questions of each other. Um, we debuted it last Friday with the test group and it was it was a lot of fun. So um, we have a schedule uh, on cosida.com. You can go register for the ones that are, are set up so far. Um, each of our staff will, will host them. And so uh, we just invite, uh, again, these are small groups, uh, but we're gonna have plenty of these. So if, if, if people need more, we'll add more. Um, Bo, anything else to add? Oh, just, uh, you know, just that it's, it's supposed to be fun. You know, uh, there's so much we're getting bombarded with. Some people are under more pressure than others to produce. Um, and, you know, we're getting a lot of things in our inboxes telling us, you know, the things that we should or could be doing. And this is just an opportunity to take a break and um, to meet some new people, possibly to have some conversations, to ask us questions, uh, to ask each other questions. So. There's no, uh, there's no judgment in these. There's no expectations. It's just uh, 40 minutes to take a break and, and see each other's faces. Great. Thanks. Nick? Sorry about, sorry about that one. I skipped over that one, actually. Uh, I was going to bring that one up later to talk a little bit about some of the, the exciting parts about that. And, you know, there are still some great spots available. I think, uh, you know, I think I signed up for April 1st. So if you want to have coffee with me and 
hear about all the fun things that that are happening in DC. Uh, but Doug, yeah, let's get back into uh, talking about our, our awards, uh, excuse me, not our awards, but our contests and, and how we're going to handle those. Yeah, I'm going to invite Barb to pop up here very briefly uh, because I want to move forward and give people uh, opportunity to ask questions. But uh, we are going to continue with everything that we have on the schedule in terms of contests, uh, scholarship programs. And uh, Barb, you want to briefly just kind of cover those? Right, and I wanted to say thank you to all the people on the Stably Writing Contest who are judging right now. That contest concluded earlier. Uh, the publications in digital design deadline is coming up, um, and obviously people have done their work, and uh, you can please just look at those categories and submit. Uh, that's been very, very popular this year as we've moved to an online submission format. Uh, so please continue to send your uh, entries in prior to the April 9th deadline. And uh, the April 23rd deadline is right now in place for scholarships and grants. Those grants are our internship grants uh, that we have uh, for different offices. So I encourage you to take a look at that scholarships and grants program page and uh, reach out to your undergrads, reach out to your postgraduate students and um, have them apply uh, for those awards. If they have any questions, if people are concerned, if if you can't reach some people, let me know, and uh, the committee and I will 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 work with you and answer your questions on the scholarships and grants program. Thank you. Thanks, Barb. All right, now it's an interesting topic, and a lot of people who are kind of thinking, how are we going to juggle not having a spring season? But let's talk a little bit about the Academic All Americas program for the spring and. Uh, Herb come back in and Laurie and Doug talk about this one. Yeah, when we first started talking about this, I think the consensus of our group was that our student athletes have had enough taken away from them and competition and we don't need to take this away from them. So it's going to take some adjusting, uh, some some different parameters and requirements, but uh, we think it's important to continue this program uh, through the rest of the spring. So Laurie, I'll turn it over to you and, and let you know what you can let them know we're, we're thinking along these lines. Okay, great. Thanks, Herb. Uh, yeah, I, th I think it's uh, such an amazing point that this opportunity will not be taken away from student athletes, uh, such an important part of their uh, their career. So um, as Herb mentioned, there will have to be some adjustment in the criteria and some of the rules for nominating for spring sports. The Academic All-America Committee has been working diligently to consider um, all the, the things that need to be considered before we get this going. Um, but I will uh, tell you that it will be communicated to members via email tomorrow morning how we're going to proceed with uh, all the spring sports. It will also be available on cosida.com. So I encourage you to read that email that comes tomorrow. Uh, if you don't find it, look in your spam folder. Um, if you don't get it, that's okay. Go on cosida.com. Tell your colleagues. Um, obviously, we've got about 160 60 some people on this call. We have 3,000 members. So, um, so you know, hopefully the word gets out. But there will be nominations um, right now. We'll open those up in about two weeks. But uh, uh, much more of the in the weeds uh, explanations will be in tomorrow's email and on cosida.com. Herb. I don't have anything, Doug, unless you've got anything else to add on that. We just think it's important to keep this program going. And of course, always appreciate the participation of the membership and selecting these teams. Yeah, I just want to thank uh, Kevin Lanky and the committee uh, and Laurie for their hard work. Uh, they're continuing looking at this program and, and making the needed adjustments. Nick? 
So at this point, we're going to start asking some questions and please submit your questions and we'll talk a little bit about them. But Herb, I'll just bring one up to you as someone who's, you know, works in a conference, you know, what are some things that, you know, the conference offices can do to assist with some of the schools to make sure that everyone's being taken care of, whether it's content or just checking in on everybody? Well, I know in our league, and I've heard that in a lot of other leagues, they're having pretty frequent calls of the athletics directors with the commissioner. And uh, I think helping your members stay uh, on point about what decisions are being made, um, when announcements are being made, to give them a heads up. Sometimes we're good about that, sometimes we're not. I think we've got some SEC folks on this call. Um, so we try to give them a heads up when, when we're doing something significant. Um, we've also put together some talking points a lot of our athletics directors and coaches are going out and doing interviews or getting asked a lot of the same common questions. And so we've tried to provide some suggested uh, answers that uh, what the, maybe the, the conference's position is on various issues. And just to keep the record straight, you know, during these times, there's so much information flowing and uh, guessing and conjecture. And the more that we can help our schools uh, know what the real facts are, on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, hopefully we can accomplish that. Doug, talk a little bit about, obviously, as the executive um, director for COSIDA, but what are some of the things that maybe you guys have talked about as far as, you know, besides some of these webinars that, you know, you guys can do to, you know, keep keep everybody, you know, going and staying afloat? Well, I think Nick, or excuse me, I think Herb uh, touched on it earlier in his, his remarks, communication, communication, communication. We have to stay in touch with our members and we have to understand the issues that they're dealing with. And it's important that we connect with, with everybody so we can understand and respond what those issues are. I think that's the real key for us right now. Yeah, well, a question just came in. Um, I'm just gonna look over the screen to, to read this one. In the difficult times, some SIDs might be feeling a little bit of pressure from their supervisors and their athletic directors about showing their worth and you know, questioning, you know about being essential right now without having those spring sports um you know just want to get this question for everyone um there are a lot of ideas about content that are going on on facebook but you know what are some of the growing concerns for some of us to worry about you know obviously um you know everyone is worried about their jobs and such but you know if you're an SID, um, what should you be concerned about these at this point but also how can you help as well Nick, I, I, we've got uh, our officers on this call, and I'm going to ask any of them that would like to uh, step forward out of the bullpen and uh, uh, offer a response. Sam Atkinson will take this one. Good afternoon, everybody, and appreciate everybody joining us today. And to follow up what Herb mentioned earlier in the call, um, it, a lot of us, we're going to have to pivot our skills and what we're doing on our campuses. I know personally, um, our campus has gone from our regular normal business to now being more about recruiting and retention. And a lot of SIDs, we have a lot of great skills that we could share across our campus right now. Um, I've seen, you know, some posts on Facebook and the different pages about, well, you know, we work so much, we don't need to be doing extra stuff right now. But I don't think that's the right attitude with everything going on. I think uh, we, we can really help out um, our own institutions with our skills. And I, I think it's a good idea right now for a lot of our members would be a little more visible, even though being remote, um, but helping out and pitching in with our skills and what we could do with graphics or video or even writing press releases and keeping the messages going well and helping to recruit 
um, it's not a bad idea. Um, I think the more visible we can be right now, it can also maybe help lead to, you know, job security down the road too. So I, I, you don't want to think, you know, how long this is going to take. Um, but I think we have a lot of things to offer and this is not the time to kind of retreat and step back. Rob. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to just just add to that. I think the I think the recruiting piece is is huge. First of all, uh, good afternoon, everybody. I'm glad to see so many people on the call uh, today. Uh, but I, I think I think the biggest thing is just the re, the recruiting piece is 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 really key because right now uh, most coaches can't, uh, especially at the um, Division One level and probably I think two and three as well. Most coaches can't leave aren't able to have that face-to-face -face, uh, contact with those student athletes, even though they can still call and text. I think it's more critical now uh, that we help um, find a way to add value not only to our universities, but only and you know um, to to our programs too, if if at all possible. Maybe work with an assistant coach or or the head coach. Say, hey, what are some of the needs uh, for your program? Maybe I've been out of touch for a little bit, so you know I want to help. You know I want to you know. Help sell, help you sell your program. What can we do, or what type of content have we done that's that can help you sell your program? So I think that um, you know sh showing our worth in, in in that way. I also think showing our worth is always. Uh, I'm always a big proponent of uh, professional development. I've seen a lot of um, free professional development uh, opportunities out there on on Twitter and and through other places. So I just think that um, just continually finding a way to enhance your skills. And I think that the, this town hall, uh, the content on Coastside Connect has been a, has, has been great. Uh, it just, you know, amongst us, just ideas. And, you know, if um, if Gary Dead is doing something that that tells the lights, I'm I'm going to use it and vice versa. So I, I don't think I don't think we need to get into well uh, because the SEC did it, uh, we can't do it here. I think that's that's what we all uh, support one another at and just um, helping one another out and just you know, showcase our value in, in, in some of those ways. Thank you. Thanks, Rob. Um, Doug, we'll bring you back in for a couple more moments. Uh, talk a little bit about, I know you guys briefly mentioned it, but the uh, the uh, salary survey that was take that took place earlier, I know obviously in different times, that'd be an important piece of, uh, you know, what, what we'd be doing before convention. But if you'd like to talk a little bit about that. Doug might be frozen. Yeah, I know I will. Absolutely. Um, so first of all, a huge thank you to our membership. We sent um, close to 3000 surveys and over 65% of the people of our members who received them filled it out entirely, which is awesome. Um, we did get the results late last week and have had an opportunity to review it as a staff. Um, Barb mentioned this earlier, but we will have a webinar for the membership on April 16th at 2 p.m. Eastern time uh, to discuss the, the webinar, I'm sorry, to discuss the salary survey. And uh, we will distribute this information to the membership um, soon as well. I'm still actually gathering the information for what that will look like. Um, so please be patient with us on that. But, um, you know, with all of this happening, it is, uh, it is an initiative that Cosida truly uh, felt was so important for our members. And it, it doesn't, 
what's going on right now does not diminish it at all. It probably may put it on the back burner a little bit, but we are um, we are ready to share those results with you soon and to have you be able to take them and look at them from your perspective and your situation and see if there is a way that um, that you could use them to advocate for yourself. Nick? Thank you, Lori. Um, actually, I want to call back um, Sam and uh, Rob for a second. This is an interesting question that came in uh, from an SID. And, and Sam, I think you, you talked a little bit about this, but um, you know, what if you're an SID that says, hey, you know, I've just worked through crossover season. I've worked 70, 80 hours a week. Um, I'm going to take a step back and you know, maybe handle, do some yard work, do some, and hang out with the family. Is that, the, is that the right thing to do right now, or should we be stepping up our game no matter what? Yeah, Nick, uh, I, I do agree, and I think this is a time, too, for us to be spending more time with our families and, and taking some time to relax, but I also don't think this is the time to uh, completely check out. Um, I know a lot of us might have little pet projects or other things that we like to do in our, in our own offices or even archival stuff, but, you know, if the importance right now is being stressed from your – university or college's administration about retention and recruiting, uh, this is our time to shine. And really, again, our actions will speak louder than words um, and the ability to be able to demonstrate to our campus, you know, exactly what we do. We always complain about people not understanding what SIDs do. Uh, I think this is another great opportunity to educate and teach um, our administrators and show them, you know, what we do. Rob? Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Sam. And and you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully, my nobody from thousands are just calling listening to me from like from administration wise. But I think that I think you, you do have to take care of yourself, but you you have to balance. You know, so 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 there's a balance. Like for example, you know, we we work sometimes during crossover season. You know, we work 10, 10 12 hour days, right? Um, nobody's saying that you got to work 10, 12 hour days at home um, to make up for that or compensate for that or continue to do that since you came off a of crossover season. You know, it's interesting. I'm reading a book called 24-6, The Power of Unplugging for One Day a Week. And one of the things that came that that, that was shared in the book, and we probably heard it before, is that you could get done in 40 hours with people work 60 hours to accomplish. So I think the biggest thing, so my point is, I think that you can be efficient and balance the stuff that you're doing for your job, as well as if you want to do yard work, if you want to, like for me, for example, I'm binging all american on netflix um so you you you, you can't balance it it's, it's it is it is a fine line for you know working from home and getting everything accomplished but at the same time I mean, we have to take care of ourselves you know right. no sense of you know we have to look at this time yeah it's, it's a busy time for everybody it's a stressful time for everybody because and it is a fear of uncertainty right but at the end of the day we still have to take care of ourselves it's still 24 hours a day and we are fortunate to spend at home with our families or by ourselves or just kind of recharge. You know, I've, I've, this has been a great opportunity for me to recharge and, and work with my um, administration, work with my coaches to, um, to figure out what, what it is that we want to do. And right. fortunately, you know, the coaches I work with at Towson, we've had, we've been in contact at least two, two to three times a week and there hasn't been nothing that's been deadline specific. And I think, I think that's the key part. If there's something deadline specific, obviously you have to take care of that. But a lot of what we're doing is not necessarily deadline specific, you know, but at the same time, let's work on stuff. Let's be that recruiter. Let's, you know, advance ourselves. And as Sam said, really, 
uh, really opportunity to showcase our value. Well, and uh, also just to add to that, Rob, just to cut ourselves some slack on this. I think we're all trying to learn how to work remotely and things are different and our priorities are, are, are being shown and being shown to be different also in this process. So if there is something that's the top priority that your boss or somebody in your, your university needs help, help on, that's where your focus should be. Uh, but it doesn't mean that you need to be putting 12 or 14 hour days in uh, to get that accomplished. Hopefully it doesn't. Um, but I, I do think I think a lot of campuses and a lot of people are giving each other, you know, cutting each other some slack because we're all in this together. We're, we will get through this, uh, but we just need to be patient and, and also, you know, work with what we have. Nick. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, guys. Actually, stick around, Rob. Uh, what's the name of that book again you were talking about? Someone someone just brought someone just asked about it. You, you got a copy of it. <laughs> 24 6 uh, the power of unplugging one day a week really good book i'll put out i'll put it on my twitter feed um at, right after this but um uh, you know every time i think of unplugging for those who don't know every time i think of unplugging and getting away i think about our past president and one of my mentors rob carola because when rob was on the board rob had always preached the importance of unplugging and getting away and uh, taking time for yourselves and putting the phones down and everything else so um, I think it's, again, I, I think it's important. It's really helped me, not so much, I mean, the book has helped it too, but again, just that mindset of getting away has really um, has really helped me. So last question, and then I got one more quick to follow up. We talk about taking care of ourselves, and this may get brought up um, in, in another webinar, but there are people that do work for us, whether they're vendors or whether they're photographers or something like that. Just Give me one, one or two things of ways we can continue to support those guys as well. Definitely reaching out. You know, I think if you haven't had the chance to contact them, just even to see how they're doing. You know, I understand. You know, we, you know, us at Gallaudet, we had a photographer lined up for a lot more games this spring, uh, but unfortunately, a lot of that work got cut short. Um, but I think just reaching out just as a, you know, as a person and, and understanding where what they're going through and trying to figure out. You know, maybe it's a reassurance that, you know, hey, look, you know, as soon as things get, you know, cleaned up and we're, we're okay to go back in the fall, then, you know, we'll have you back out and start scheduling stuff for the fall. Even if it's, you know, you, you may not be able to commit to things financially by your school, but at least start that planning process would just be a good um, a reassurance to those vendors that, you, you know, you still want to use them for business. Yeah, because at the end of the day, people, people are still our number one priority and people are our biggest resource. So I think just being human and just, again, you know, kind of just reaching out to them, like, hey, how are you doing? I know we don't have anything right now, but uh, just want to check in with you, make sure you're good. Uh, here's what we got coming up, so. Awesome, thanks, guys. A uh, couple last things to, to throw out there, uh, just for um, our viewers out there on Facebook, make sure you check out the things that are uh, the, uh, which one is this one here, the, uh, the SIDs, that, the things that are awesome SID list. Um, there's going to be an expert list on people you can look up, look out, and reach out to uh, some leaders, uh, you know, on uh, some some you know ideas. And if you need help with anything, and the last one is I just read this last last question here, and it kind of talked about what I was saying before uh, when it comes to talking with some of your vendors. But uh, you know, say thank you to all of our uh, COSIDA members on all different platforms, whether that's the SID chat, the you know, um, athletic communications help where SIDs are helping each other. Um, you know, there are some members that are in some small shops that could use some help, um, but also, you know, saying hello to all your different friends, whether it's people you've met through a convention or people you've met uh, just through 
the industry. Uh, one last plug for the coffee shop, make sure you sign up for that. Um, and it's a great way to help a lot of our members that are in need and just, you know, a good way to, to say hello to everyone. Herb, one last uh, thought. Yeah, just one last thought. We want to hear from the membership. Uh, I think all of our email addresses are on the Casida website. So um, we don't know what we don't know. So we don't know how we can we can help. Uh, our staff, the Casida staff, is doing a great job putting together these coffee shops, the webinars. But what more can we do or what different uh, can we do to help? And I would just uh, encourage you again, communicate among yourselves, stay connected. Uh, don't be isolated. We're all in this together and uh we can we can help each other everybody's got answers for other people so let's uh let's let's work together and uh i appreciate nick uh, your work today to get this together and the casada staff as well so i hope that uh, the folks on this call will participate in the webinars coming up and there'll be uh, lively discussions and uh, we'll work through this together thanks nick her before we let you go there's some, a lot of people just kind of maybe joined late uh, let's just do one quick recap i know doug i think his computer froze a little bit um, but we talked a little bit about the convention and, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the, the unknown. So, uh, you know, let's quickly just recap what we talked a little bit about that. And obviously, you know, conventions, it's still being uh, talked about and, and we're still trying to figure out where we're going from there. Right. So the convention is still on the calendar right now. We're obviously smart people and can see, uh, the world around us. So we're making, uh, preparations in case that doesn't happen, but right now it's still on. Uh, Will went through some of the, the information about registration. So we hope to see everybody in Las Vegas this summer. If we don't, we'll try to find other ways to deliver content to you and that we can have a, a virtual convention in some way or another. But it's still on right now, and, uh, and we hope to see you. All right. Thanks, Herb. For, appreciate you taking some time. Thank you. Everyone can also make sure to go to cosida.com slash COVID-19 for more information on everything within convention and if you have any other um, you know questions or thoughts on what's going on in the world right now so uh, in closing we'd like to thank everyone for joining today's session uh, we thank all our officers and uh, staff presenters particularly president herb vincent and executive director doug vance for their leadership in these tough times a reminder that you can find the on-demand webinar on cosida.com and cosida connect our membership portal later this afternoon uh, it'll also be in a podcast form and will be on our COSIDA YouTube channel. Uh, we'll have all the links that you'll need on the uh, COSIDA website. Thanks for joining us today, and we look forward to you attending um, all of our professional development webinars. Please join us on Thursday for our mental health uh, tackling anxiety session with Dr. Jared Spencer, and then on Tuesday, March 31st, our webinar on, wor on working remotely. Make sure to uh, register at COSIDA.com. Thank you again for joining us.